We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Oh, yeah. Campaign season. What a wonderful thing it is, campaign season. All this intensity, all this energy, all this focus on what's going on in politics is a good thing. People complain about the politics. I love it. I live for this because it's our chance to get engaged. It's a time when people who usually don't pay much attention and don't really uh, necessarily know that much about what's going on. Tune in and, and learn. And I like that. Let's talk to Jim in Willington. Hi, Jim. How are you, Todd? What's up? How you doing? Uh, just a couple of a uh, couple of remarks uh, concerning a uh, Biden speech. Uh, you know, uh, it's fu- it's funny how he describes the American citizen, especially the voter as they are. You know, uh, I don't think it's election denying. Just to question whether or not ballots or the voting process were somehow affected during the last federal election because the laws weren't followed and the legislatures weren't involved with the process and the changes. That's not election denying to me. That's the first thing. Uh, uh, the second point I want to make, we we're talking about charging up houses with electric cars. Now, that's all well and good. You know, uh, for the average price, $47,000 so I can have a... Uh, secondary backup to charge my house because I can't get propane or I can't get oil. And every single part of that car, about 90% of what's left of any electric car, by the way, requires oil in order to build it. Requires actual petroleum products to build it, including the battery casings and all the connections. Cause, you know, A ton of energy. Yes, and there will be a huge energy loss on the conversion. People running out and buying new cars. Most of the electric cars, it looks to me, are are uh, sort of ego cars. They're, they're chances to virtue signal and that people buy an extra car because what good is a car that will only go 300 miles and then you have to stop for an hour? That's correct. And then the other thing is that uh, there isn't a country as big as the United States, industrialized countries as big as the U.S., that's done more to clean up energy and produce it cleaner or have a variation of the types of energy you can use in an automobile than the United States. And a follow-up to that is the Paris Climate Accords has, has it states right in it that if every single country did exactly what the Paris Climate Accords requires them to do, there's still no guarantee of a drop of two, uh, two Celsius points in the heat of the uh, in the uh, temperature of the Earth. And those accords don't hold 
the largest industrialized, filthiest country on the planet called China, accountable to anything. Well, sure. You know, but, well, but, you know, the point of anything they pass is to make it stronger later. They, they want to get the camel's nose under the, under the tent first. Jim, thank you for the call. Good to talk with you. I've got to jump to Dominic Rapini, running for Secretary of the State, wanted to talk to us today as well he should. Good afternoon, Dominic. Hey, Todd. Great to be here. Are you out on the campaign trail at the I moment? I'm, I'm in I'm in Meriden uh, visiting uh, Hispanic-owned businesses, and uh, and that's just the start of a of a big evening of going out there and meeting voters. You this isn't your first campaign. You know what, how campaigns work and what they feel like. And and how does this compare the vibe of what's going on right now to the last time you ran for office? Uh, I, I tell you, the vibe is is uh, it's energizing. I mean, we're, I'm seeing I'm, people are talking to me that I never thought would talk to me. I was at I was at a meeting of the NAACP, uh, Waterbury chapter last night, and they were engaging. They were respectful. They asked me tough questions, and um, you know, we talked about solutions, and we didn't talk about you know me being a Republican and and or whatever whatever things that they may care about in terms of social issues. We were focused on elections and and, uh, and the blocking and tackling of our elections. And I couldn't believe that conversation was going on. What does that mean, the blocking and tackling? I, uh, from a group of, uh, av- of activists in Bridgeport. Uh, they, they asked me to come back because they love, they love the things I'm talking about. They, it's all very, you know, common sense stuff. And you know, I'm just, you know, I, I meet people yesterday all morning long talking to people, you know, waiting, they're half asleep. <laughs> waiting to get on the train, and they were, they woke up and, and want to ask me questions about what I would do on the business side. So people are engaged, and I think the enthusiasm for people who've had enough here in Connecticut, I think it's going to be through the roof. So you're feeling high energy right now? I'm feeling very high energy. That's awesome. No, no, it is. It's encouraging. And uh, because this is going to be a turnout election, Todd, you know, the projections are, about 60% of the electorate is going to show up and vote as of 1.4 million people. And I'll tell you right now, I'll guarantee you, if we get 95% of the Republicans you know, off the keyboards and out there voting, we're going to win this thing. So and, uh, what, how does that compare to a regular midterm or, well, or to a presidential cycle? So in 2018, 100,000 Republicans did not vote when Stefanowski was running. Right? 100,000. That was about 20, 20%. Um, that was only that was 20% of our, our potential voters. 100,000 people would have won that thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now we've got to get we've got to get 400 we got to get 450,000 people out and voting. And otherwise they got to stop complaining, right? Pack your bags and, and go to South Carolina. Otherwise, let's fight for this state. And but we get the fight starts with a vote on uh, on Tuesday. That's game day. All right, Dominic. What else do you want people to know? You know, I want everyone to know that if the Secretary of State's office, you know, just said that they're going to be prepared for late results on, on Tuesday night. They have no reason to say that. Um, I think they're trying to scare voters and suppress voters, thinking that, you know, their vote's not going to count. I will tell you right now, I will make sure your vote counts. Uh, I will be coming to this office uh, ready to do the work and do the best work of my life on behalf of our state. But I need you to vote. And I need you to bring 10 people who get to the polls because mm-hmm. that's the only way we're going to win if everybody gets uh, really gets up and gets out there and casts a vote 
on no, on November eighth. All right, so that's it. This is a team sport. Let's get it done. Well, it's also important to note that, especially in this era in which so many people are predictable the way they will vote, what decides elections is who shows up to vote. It's about turnout. Everybody's trying to get their voters, as you're trying to do right now, get your voters to mobilize because you can't win elections if you're not getting out to vote. Todd, you're so right. That is a metaphor for life. You know, half, half of our success in life is just about showing up. You just got to show up. You do that, and a lot of good things will happen. It's true. Uh, and a lot of people look at voting as just one of those things on a, a list of things to do, and it's optional whether you want to do it. But really, there, the point you're making is that elections can go either way based on whether enough Republicans decide to show up to vote to elect a Republican, or if Democrats are more mobilized and and they get more people to go out and vote. And one of the things Democrats use their perpetual power in Connecticut to do, and one of the ways in which elections are most easily manipulated is by mobilizing union workers who are are effectively these paid volunteers for the Democratic Party who will come from out of state, a state that doesn't need their efforts, and they'll come volunteering Connecticut to help uh, get voters out, which they did in the last gubernatorial election, I recall. Well, that's exactly right. They have some they have some built-in advantages that we we can absolutely all we can we can overcome those advantages by just getting our own people to do their job and get out and vote. Do your duty. All right, what else, Dominic? That's it. Listen, my website is uh, dominicforct.us. Find me on social at dominicforct. I'll, I'll be putting out a message tomorrow for everyone to share and send uh, the, and answer the question why you're voting on November 8th. So I'd love for everybody to go there and send it and email it, share it on social, and uh, let's, let's, let's get the word out that you Republicans mean business, and that we're, uh, we're, we're here to fight for this state. Dominic, running for Secretary of the State, Dominic Rapini. Get out and vote for Dominic. Get other people to do the same thing. And uh, check out his website. What's the address again? At DominicForCT.us, F-O-R-C-T.us. And, uh, and you can read all of my positions on voting. Uh, and uh, we'll, and that's, that's and I, I have a whole toolkit on elections there for you to download and read. That's awesome. Well, you've been working on elections for a long time, so I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a lot there. Thank you, Dominic, for taking some time with us, and, and good luck next week if we don't talk to you before then. Appreciate it. Dominic Rapini. Rapini. 860-522-9842. I have a bias towards Italian names. I, Well, my wife's Italian. I self-identify as being Italian, and I feel like I've eaten enough great Italian food to qualify as an honorary member. No, a de facto member. Bob calling from Middletown. Hi, Bob. Hey, hey, Bob. Uh, yeah, the election, everyone's talking about did I get out and vote. I, I agree. I totally agree with that. But then you have things happen like what happened with uh, the presidential race where it was uh, totally, uh, obviously it was totally fixed. And uh, so it's like almost scary, not scary to go out and vote, but it's almost like what's the point? They could do whatever they want. No, I don't think that's true. I don't I don't think we have evidence that they can do whatever they want. I feel that they can. First of all, Donald Trump won in 2016. Right? Right. 
So there is an election where the thing that the power structure didn't want to have happen, and the Democrats didn't want to have happen, they were appalled by, and yet Donald Trump won in 2016. So there is an election where you can see that if people show up to vote in larger numbers for Republicans, Republicans can win, right? Well, I hope so, because uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't hear much of, of any uh, candidate, and then... Uh, Lamont, I mean, he's just got a lot of money, and uh, and then I, I don't know. It's just frustrating. Thank you. Well, you should be frustrated. Frustration is correct. Lamont does spend a ton of money, but as Republicans have learned, having more money to spend doesn't necessarily mean you win the election. And part of the reason is is because at some point the money becomes unuseful. Rich candidates spending tons of money just because it means nothing to them to spend more. Ned is spending outrageous amounts of money simply because he's got a huge inheritance. He can spend as much as he wants. It's remarkable. I mean, Bob is a a very successful guy who's made a ton of money, and it's nothing compared to what Ned can spend, and he's being outspent by huge amounts. Huge amounts. But if the uh, if you're if you've got your messaging wrong, which Ned does, right? Ned's Ned's running on crime denial. He's a crime denier. He's running on inflation denial and pretending that's just some world event that's going on that that has nothing to do with this country, which is one of the grand lies of all time. We know where the inflation came from. It came from demand that was exceeding supply. The federal government spent trillions of dollars making sure that demand would grossly exceed supply. This is what happened. It wasn't their intention to cause inflation, but they knew it was a possibility. But they wanted that money out there to make sure people weren't mad about the COVID shutdowns. We'll talk more. We're going to take a break, but Give us a call, 860-522-9842. This is WTIC. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, WTIC. Election day is near. Yesterday we had a great debate. I won't make you listen to all the cuts again because I know there's been a lot of that on the air already today. But... Remarkable. So if you have any thoughts, I'd love to hear them, because I was really proud of the way Leora Levy performed. And I thought it was an incredible pleasure to be able to watch her uh, say the things she was saying to to uh, Senator Blumenthal. I just thought that was so much fun. It's, it's great to have them have to hear the truth. And it's not something they're used to, those guys. It's not something they want. But it's something that's beautiful, I think. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Jay in Berlin. Hi, Jay. Uh, this is Jerry. Oh, Jerry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I was calling on uh, Senator Blumenthal's association with the American Communist Party, mm-hmm. and I was so glad to see it brought out in the debate last night. Yeah, that was awesome, wasn't it? And even more so, something that I don't think a lot of people are aware of. 
at the time I saw the saw this on YouTube, and uh, he was introduced at that meeting by one of the leaders of a, a union, one of the labor unions was there, and they commented how they were grateful to the American Communist Party for their help. Now, I don't know what was help in, in doing what, but I was curious as to what the American Communist Party is involved with in Connecticut and in the country. What, are they, what else do they have their claws in regarding uh, politics, government, and whatever else? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. You don't see them that often, but they are a powerful force in Connecticut as compared to other states from what I understand. And the fact that they're connected to unions is essential to what unions are all about. Unions are a communist concept. The idea that the uh, proletariat has to fight to gain control over business because business is the force of evil. And this is one of the things that's uh, basic to the Democratic Party. Their, their anti-Americanism finds its roots in a contempt for business. And that's what we're seeing play out a lot with what uh, Democrats are up to in this country. It's, I find it interesting that this is the first I ever heard of the connection, and you hear nothing at all about it, and I'm just curious as to how much of a part they play in these things. You know, um, I've had a couple of people who used to be in the legislature. I think Tom Scott, who comes on Tuesday afternoons, might be somebody who's talked about this, that, the, that at some point the there was, a, there was money funded by the state legislature to help the Communist Party redo its building in New Haven. That's how strong Martin Looney and the leadership of the Democratic Party feel connected to, uh, to the communists. So it, it's interesting that, that Blumenthal spoke there with such excitement and a sense of innocence about it that he could get away and it wouldn't become an issue. He, he indicated he was honored to do so. Yes. Well, they always say that. Like That's the standard pr procedure. And Blumenthal is a soulless, heartless person, I think, who only cares about ego gratification and, and having his, his, uh, his beautiful face on camera as much as possible. So in a way, it's unfair to him because I think he's a junkie, and anybody could offer him a TV fix, you know, lights, camera, and action, and he'd be, he'd be there. And that was the thing, curious thing about this, because no, not one uh, outlet had anything about his appearance at the at the communist meeting. And uh, the only way I found it was I was going through YouTube, mm -hmm. and I just happened to come across it. And no one, no station carried anything about it for about a week. You're talking about TV news. Yes, no TV news station carried anything about, and they carry every five minutes, every time he goes anywhere, they publicize everything he does, except for this. The news is very rigged to protect the power structure, the Democratic Party. And, and uh, I think there should be more information out there. Somebody should do an investigation and say, Well, who would do an investigation? Doing here? I just want to alert you people, this, you know, they're involved with the Democratic Party, they're in, involved with the unions. People should know about all of this. Well, Jerry, why don't you do it? <laughs> yes, thank you.
Thank you. Something I really look forward to. <laughs> well, it would be exciting. You know, ultimately, this experiment in self-government, as they called it a couple hundred years ago, it, it belongs to us. And we don't, it's hard to comprehend how, how starved Connecticut is for news if you haven't lived somewhere else or if you if you're and, not regular can't, you know, I can't get I can't get over how the news is so controlled by one, one it's, party it's it's easy so because there's to... there's so little news and there's so little money in the news business these days that anybody who will throw them a few bucks that they, they've got uh, they're loyal to and I, I think that's at the core of why the Democrats get such wonderful treatment and and plus the you know, the powerful stick together. So the owners of TV stations and radio stations and newspapers, they want to be friendly with those who run the state. And uh, people who run the state are Democrats slash yeah, I, communists. I think, I, I think uh, until they change, somehow change the structure of uh, the news, it's, it's, it's going to be still extremely difficult to change. It's not problem. about structure. It's about a lack of money. Jay and the people who run it, their bias. Did you want me out of 28? Is that what you said? 28 or 29? 29. Okay, good. Thank you, Jay, for the call. 860-522-9842, the rant line number, 860-751-4698. Our rants sound super fine today, making a big comeback after the problem yesterday. And we look forward to doing those when, uh, I'm not sure yet when we're going to do them, but I'll let you know in a few minutes. But call one in. 751-4698. This is WTIC. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All the news you need for your day and the sports music and podcasts you love are all on the free Odyssey app. Download it now. After all this time, when I hear him say free Odyssey, I think he's talking about a campaign to get Odyssey, the Odyssey app out of prison. Free Odyssey. You ever... Um, I never realized before aluminum foil is dangerous. Have you ever realized this? I reached into a drawer this morning to get aluminum foil, and I hit my finger right on that nasty 
band of, of cutting edges went right through my finger. Wouldn't stop bleeding for like 45 minutes. Amazing. From now on, I'm going with plastic. Paul and Waterbury, hi. Oh, Todd, that was rough. But talking about that uh, that uh, aluminum foil. Uh, You've been there. through that, huh? Oh, boy, that was... Oh, I cringed listening to that. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh. Uh, I wanted to just say, Todd, about the whole mental health crisis that we hear about. And I get really tired of it. I get really tired of the way our society loves to frame things in terms of symptoms, in terms of mental illness symptoms. Actually, what I think, because of the frustration that we're all feeling, I got paid today, and I am left with, when my bills are paid, I am left with $90 for gas and food for two weeks. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And it's like this every payday now. It's You're saying, price. and how does this correlate with mental health? You're saying it's not a mental well, health issue well, if you are actually, well, if you've well, actually been made crazy by events. Well, not crazy, but we're, 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 we're stretched and we're sad and we're frustrated. I think that's the problem. It's not this whole depression thing. And let's take some, let's, let's get therapy and let's get some new antidepressant pill. I see these ads on TV for all these damn antidepressants. Yeah. It's a bunch of crap. It really is. And I, I think it's sad that in our society, we are so disengaged from each other that therapists become our friends. We pay for a friend to listen to us because we're so isolated or alienated from each other. You know, but the, I just get so tired of, of the whole. I actually, I think I've told you I've had a history of depression going way back. And I never got a wit really out of therapy. I shouldn't talk negatively about it. And I think I've been on every antidepressant you can name. And the pills don't work either? And, and, well, you know, if you're really decked, I mean, if you're really slammed, yeah, they, they can help pick you up. But if you're just moderately, most people are not like that. They're just dragging. and they're Yeah, but I think a ton of people are, are prescribed uh, Zoloft or whatever when oh, they're they, just they, feeling, when they're in that category of just feeling well, a little down. Well, they're so ready with the prescription pad. And, you know, Todd, what I have discovered at my age of 65, um, after what I've been through, and I, I told you I, I have been a staff member in a psych hospital as a counselor. I've also been a patient. I was a patient in my 20s. I've seen it from both sides. And what I found, and it's so simple, I actually have been in the rabbit hole the past few days. I've been really in the rabbit hole. My car broke down. And uh, I've been having some, some physical problems that have been frustrating me. And, and I've just been like, decked, like, oh, my God, I'm feeling old. And, and you know, like, like, I'm at the end of the line. And I know exactly what I have to do for myself. And it's not to call my friendly neighborhood therapist. It's not that. It's to walk outside in the sun for an hour. And there's an, a lot of people don't realize there are incre incredible life-giving benefits of the sun for our energy and our mood. Along and also exercise and mobilization. And, you know, having your body moving is what God intended was supposed to happen with it. Exactly, Todd. And, and I find, I was finding, I was so depressed two days ago. And I just, I was like, I don't want to live. I'm just so, the car is down. And what if the car can't be fixed? And what am I going to do without a car? And I live paycheck to paycheck, you know. And, but I got outside and I was out for half an hour. And all of a sudden, the picture flipped. And I'm feeling terrific. And I want to, I know that I'm feeling good when I want to listen to music. I, when I want to start listening to music, and, and that, that tells me that I'm getting into a better state of mind. But I just, 
so tired of hearing about the mental health crisis and therapy and, and all these pills that they're throwing out at people. Mm-hmm. And it's just, to me, it's a bunch of crap, Todd. You know, I'm just kind of... All right, Paul. I'm being trite about it. If you want to be like that. I'm I'm like that. Yeah, a lot of of people in the psychiatric establishment would would not be happy with me, Todd. That's for sure. Paul, good to talk with you. Thanks for for, for being so forthright about your situation. I think it's helpful for people to hear. 860-522-9842. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, Michael. Hello, Michael. How are you? You're on the air. What do you want to say? Um, I'm just thinking about money and the advertising for the elections. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you've seen Chevy commercials, Toyota commercials, Honda commercials, and uh, all the other manufacturers that make electric cars. Mm-hmm. Do you, have you ever seen a Tesla commercial? Tesla, I don't believe I have seen a Tesla commercial, except I, I, when I bump into certain people who own them, and they're always talking about how happy they are. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the case with this election, is that uh, the Republicans don't need all that money to advertise because what the other side is giving is self-explanatory. It is a, an interesting thing that when you have a... So Democrats have really messed up this election for themselves, as I think they're learning right now or they're starting to fear right now, because we won't know for sure until after the votes are counted. But I do believe that Republicans are going to uh, do very well this election season, and that's because they've been talking about the thing that matters most, that is crime and, and the economy. And the Democrats have been trying to tell people those things aren't a legitimate concern and it's really a bad place to be as a political party to be uh denying the true concerns of voters and telling them basically telling voters they're wrong i have two sons and i taught them something at a very early age of if you see an advertisement for it you probably don't want to buy it because why would you have to advertise something that you didn't i mean again there's no tesla um, advertisements, but people love Teslas. Well, I don't know if I agree. I mean, it's an interesting theory about the advertising, but sometimes we need to be reminded about things in a competitive marketplace. Like if there were, if there were 50 electric car companies, Tesla might need to advertise to remind people why they love it best. But it's an interesting point you're making. Tesla is just so innovative and so far superior just like i think the japanese cars kind of stole the american market away from the american car manufacturers uh, 40 years Absolutely. ago very interesting no. stuff well great hearing getting to talk to you and uh love listening to you all of you on wdrc well thank you we like having you call in we like having you listen michael appreciate hearing from you Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. that thing that Democrats did, they made such a mess of this election for themselves by being um, inflation deniers, in economy deniers, and crime deniers. And I think I, I mentioned yesterday that there was a Pew poll. So Democrats, there's been all this conversation about how it's racist to to talk about crime as if somehow the mere mention of crime is the same as 
the mention of race. I don't understand the logic to that. But a lot of times they just throw race in when they're desperate because they think it's a, a way to energize their base. But Pew did a survey that came out this week that revealed that the number one demographic amongst Democrats, or let me say it another way, the demographic that was most concerned about crime amongst Democrats, very concerned about crime amongst Democrats was 81% black voters. And Democrats are also trying to deal with the fact that black voters are not motivated. They're less motivated than usual this election, according to the polls. Very interesting. Very interesting to be to be crime deniers and economy deniers, which is where the uh, where those Democrats are right now. Okay, so um, I walked through the room. My wife was watching The View this morning. I walked through the room, and there's not many things. You know me, I'm fairly calm. It's hard to get my blood boiling, but like 30 seconds of listening to them talk politics, it gets my blood boiling. Listen to these people talk. So the midterms are just days away. The Senate and the House are hanging in the balance. And last night, President Biden warned voters that the very future of democracy is at stake. Take a look. As I stand here today, there are candidates running for every level of office in America, for governor, Congress, attorney general, secretary of state, who won't commit. They will not commit to accepting the results of elections that they're running in. This is a path to chaos in America. It's unprecedented. It's unlawful. And it's un-American. Well, it's not unprecedented to, to, to say that you will uh, not absolutely follow the election outcome because uh, Democrats have done this many times. And it certainly isn't uh, unlawful. If there is a problem with how voting works, you have to be able to talk about it. This is the kind of nonsense that the president is spewing that's just irksome, that he is so ruthless in his desire to win this election, that he is reaching for any bomb he can throw. This is a path to chaos in America. It's unprecedented. It's unlawful. And it's un-American. Now and listen, unbelievable. And unbelievable, Whippy says. It's unbelievable that anyone would say that. Well, how about how about their darling down in um, down in Georgia, Stacey Abrams? She spent the last four years denying that she lost the gubernatorial race. They're just so full of it, and they're so full of themselves, and they're so hypocritical. And I never like when anybody uses that word talking about politicians because I feel like it's definitional to the business. And unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's absurd. It's absurd. It's an unbelievable. I mean, I mean, in my lifetime, I never have heard anything like this. Never you know, you see it in this country. Well, that's true. We are at it. We are at an unusual point. The vitriol and the intensity of the desire to win and what it takes to win. What we see with both parties is they will take it to the limit with rhetoric. And the, that's what the Democrats are doing right now. They're doing the equivalent of what they're accusing Republicans of. 8605229842. I'll play more of this cuz it got me upset and I want to see if it, <laughs> I want to see if it makes you crazy as well. Stay with us on WTIC.
Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Good afternoon. Oh, yeah. This is the time of year. By the way, I don't want to, uh, Paul called about mental health issues, and, and that's a really a good topic. And if anybody else is has experience with those kinds of things or has advice for Paul, he was talking about how he doesn't think therapy is that helpful and he's he's had depression issues and he doesn't find the drugs to be that helpful. Anybody else have that experience? I would be interested to know because it is a problem in our society how we turn to pills. And one of the... Um, one of the things that I think we have to address with regard to mental health is that they're the industry of dispensing pills or the instinct for dispensing pills as an automatic response to things like uh, depression, mild depression in particular, might be problematic. It might be that we're overly juiced to do that because the power infrastructure likes it. It's good for those who run society, they think, to be able to streamline people into easy cookie-cutter solutions that might not work for everybody. 860-522-9842. But I do want to talk about this, um, this coverage on the view of, of the election. Never, yeah. never. But, you know, former President Obama hit the campaign trail in Arizona, and he told the crowd that Republican candidate for governor, Karen Lake, Sure has changed since she was a news anchor. Now, this is really stupid. This is the kind of disenchant. Listen to what Barack Obama says about Carrie Lake, the gubernatorial candidate from Arizona, who used to be a TV anchor. And what he's doing here is comparing the way she talks now as a candidate, as a Republican candidate, to what her behavior was when she interviewed him several years ago. And there's no reason... That as a journalist, what he's basically accusing her of doing is having been a good journalist and not having talked about her personal political viewpoints. Who interviewed him back in 2016. Take a look. I don't remember thinking that she was the kind of person who would push debunked COVID remedies or promise to issue a declaration of invasion at our border or claim without any evidence that the 2020 election was stolen. I guess that stuff came later because she found it convenient. Turns out being president or governor is about more than snappy lines and good lighting. It's about more than having a good anchor voice. It's about understanding what people are going through. It's about coming up with real solutions for how to make your life better. This isn't a reality show. Well, there's very little evidence to support that theory of politics in America that it's any more than a reality show. It should be more, but it shouldn't be what Barack Obama is saying. Do you think? I don't think it's the job of government to be worried about the lives of a particular individual and how to lift them up. Because we know what lifts people up. What lifts them up is to have opportunity to have a functioning economic system that respects individual liberty and respects the free exchange of ideas and the movement of people through their lives without interference from anybody, especially government. And, and America proved that to be the essential system 
that that's where more people get most is from a good market-driven capitalist system where liberty is respected. And what these Democrats are all about now is running government up into the, the largest controlling force in our society that makes all the rules and takes all the money. And that's just not good stuff, in my opinion. 860-522-9842. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 